This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to now 175 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is my guest of today? Well, what I can tell you is Trisha Ben is the Chief Community Officer of the C-Suite Network and the General Manager of the Hero Club, an invitation-only membership organization for CEOs, founders, and investors. As an officer of these organizations, Trisha's mission is to build a platform and community that accelerates the success of C-level executives, owners, investors, and influencers. She is a leader in creating an executive community of collaboration based on integrity, transparency, and measuring success beyond the numbers alone, aka the hero factor. This approach has driven her more than 20-year track record of industry disruption in building new businesses, revenue streams, and delivering double-digit year-over-year growth. In addition to sitting on multiple business associations and not-for-profit boards, Ben served as a senior executive for three enterprises, level organizations, in market research, telecommunications, media marketing, and advertising. As global chief marketing and strategy officer and U.S. managing director within MDC Partners, a three billion global holding company, Ben's leadership drove double-digit growth year over year and new contracts with some of the most important impact players in the world. An award-winning business leader and international speaker, Ben shares an inspiring, practical, and actionable message that empowers great leaders to take their businesses to the next level. What a powerhouse. Welcome, my C-suite sister. How are you to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald? Welcome to the show. How are you, Trisha? Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm great, and I feel even greater to be here with you and uh, and and all that you stand for, Lisa. So thank you for uh, hosting Aww. me today. Well, it's my honor and it's my pleasure. And uh, not everybody gets to meet everybody within the C-suite, but I've been very fortunate on a couple of occasions to have done so. And I just want to say, I think you are stellar at what you do. I think you're a phenomenal bright light and the ways in which you continue to pay it forward and be of service to the collective, I think is is such an exemplary example. So I just want to thank you for all your contributions. It's, it's truly remarkable. Thank you so much. 
so much. It, you know, it is impossible not to be inspired every day. You know, uh, as leaders, as business leaders, our goal is we've we've got a mission and and we're helping everybody to see what that what the vision is and and the mission that we want to deliver on and then how we all succeed in that and uh with the c-suite network that's just multiplied by the million people that we touch every month you know yeah so and they're all exceptional and changing the world and building great businesses that create meaning purpose uh value and and certainly impact so it, it's impossible not to be inspired every single day Fantastic. Well, I'm not surprised to hear that, Trish. I mean, you're a very upbeat, invigorating type person, right? Eternal optimist, always looking for the solution, always looking to come out ahead, no matter what the circumstances are, which kind of begs the question. I mean, we can't have this conversation as far as business and business leadership goes without talking about the elephant in the room, which of course is COVID. So let's talk a little bit about how that has impacted you, but to what degree you've also used it as a growth opportunity and to pivot accordingly. It's, it's a tremendous opportunity, Lisa. And, and, you know, it's, it's horrendous. It's challenging. It's difficult. Um, they're all the things that, you know, I'm not, <laughs> that aren't new news. Um, and then there are all the things that you think to, that you do, that you drive through your uh, communities and your own uh areas of influence, your own spheres of influence um, that that make it incredible. And so I, you're right. I am an optimist. I'm a realistic optimist, though. You know, I, I'm, I'm a realist and I get that there are challenges. I also understand and I don't know if you heard the interview that I did with um, George Mumford. He's credited with uh, the last three wins of the Chicago Bulls, uh, the Lakers uh, success. Um, he's just a phenomenal mindfulness coach. And he said, people, you know, that in order to make change, uh, it's a very technical term, people's asses need to be on fire. And yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, and, and our asses are on fire when there's major crisis, major changes in the in the marketplace. And, and obviously, um, uh, we can use that to good in terms of how are we going to do things more intelligently? And, and how do we succeed not just in getting through it? And, and, you know, Jeffrey Hazlitt's my business partner, he came out the first day of leading through COVID and said, we've got to drive and thrive. And, um, and that, you know, that heat of the moment of there's real challenge, there's real crisis, there's real need. And then how do we drive and thrive and succeed in the moment, but also setting the, the success for what will be all the future growth as well. So um, it's, it's a, it, that is a puzzle that I love working on with great people every day. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, let me ask you this then, Trisha, because, you know, uh, there's a lot of a good portion of, of my listening demographic and the podcast subscribers are people who are immersed heavily within the C-suite and the business world at large. And we're all looking to, you know, not necessarily piggyback off each other, but we're all looking to derive some form of inspiration and you don't know what you don't know. So for people who are always receptive and open to learning strategies or techniques for how people in the business world, particularly high level achieving business uh, companies and leaders, what would be some of your imparting words of wisdom or, or what you've come to find out in your creative way of strategizing in the midst of a global pandemic for what might be beneficial and advantageous for other company owners or entrepreneurs? 
I, I think there's, there's rising to the occasion is, is really critical, but I think at the end of the day, it does come down to the basics, Lisa, you know, when you said living fearlessly, that, that moniker that you just own, it is about putting yourself out there every day and, and really honing in on what can we do? And as business leaders, we do what we do best and let the other, you know, let everyone else who does the things that they do, that keeps us going as a society, uh, let them do what they do. And, and so for us, I think really it's about, again, just how we, how we create a space where we are getting through the noise and helping the people that we touch all of the community that we support as business leaders, helping them see the straight line to the success case we wanna see. And so in some ways, I almost feel like I've wanted to say, um, we we had in, in the, the first throes of COVID, remember people kept saying, wash your hands. And you mm -hmm. think, uh-huh. <laughs> um, what were you doing before? Because now I'm a little bit grossed out, you know? Um, it's the basic hygiene of business. And so really, you know, in some ways, sure, lots of change. But on, on the other hand, all it's done is made the basics more important. We need to make sure we're very clear about the vision, the mission, how every single person on the team is delivering against that success. And I think the, the, that, that nothing changes in that, nothing changes in that. But the key is we've got to get through a little bit more noise to make sure that that's understood and to make sure that people are okay. And sometimes that means a little bit more connecting and a little bit more communication. Um, my, my book is going to be coming out soon, Lisa. Yeah, you know, and, and it's so fascinating because we were almost finished just before COVID happened. <laughs> And I was going for the jab. I was going to poke people. I was going to say, you know, my title was hero or villain. You know, which one? Right. Which one do you want? Right? Pick a side. And um, and then COVID happened, and all of a sudden, it's completely refocused for me into where I really actually sit, which is the empathetic leader. So, mm. how do we connect in with our people? Help them through empowering themselves as leaders and supporters in our success. And so um, I think that's basic business hygiene, but boy, is it important in the middle of crisis. Absolutely. Well, you know, there's a lot of, um, I would be hard pressed to know exactly if I was to pinpoint what I think your most predominant strengths or skills, it would be hard for me to say that because you wear a multitude of that. You encompass and embody and you exude uh, you know, the list is endless. But I think when we talk about servant leadership, I think you said something that was quite key. And I think it's worth delving into for the benefit of the listening audience and eventually the podcast subscribers. So, you know, I don't think you truly authentically can be a servant leader if you don't understand exhibit, role model, demonstrate what it is to be an empath. And I think for people who are truly empathetic and have a pulse on their demographic, their consumers, their clients or whatever, that's only possible. And that only has longstanding longevity to the degree that you're able to tap into the pulse of people, identifying what their problem is and how can you then provide the solution. And I think you do that so beautifully. You really do. Thank you, Lisa. I mean, you know, for me, if you are really tapping into somebody else being able to release the most powerful, impactful, greatest self they have, there is no stopping 
that person in alignment with everybody else on that same mission. And, um, and it gets you through a lot of noise very quickly. And, and that's what you need to do to succeed quickly in business. You know, th that is the fastest path, which ironically, as you well know, Lisa, <laughs> takes some investment. It really does. Yes. Um, but it's, it's so incredibly powerful. And when you look at the whole of C-Suite Network, being able to create that community and that connection that, you know, yes, there'll be asks, but there'll be gives. There's always a give with the ask and we will create relevancy for each other. Uh, we will increase each other's reach. We'll, we'll of there will always be that give with the ask, not just the ask, you know, and, and so when you can do that, you know, in your, in your team as you're building it, but also, you know, for us, obviously I'm responsible for building the community and the business of what C-Suite Network is as a platform, but for every business leader that's listening to us right now, Lisa, that extends to all of the influencers and partners and, um, colleagues that you have in your entire network. And that's the way really need to be thinking about how we act and lead in the environment of business today. Bingo, bingo. Well, let's talk a little bit about this because obviously the people who are within the C-suite, right? People understand, particularly from an entrepreneur uh, perspective or a business owner perspective, you know, this is why I like LinkedIn and this is why I love being a part of the C-suite because we value and appreciate each other's time. And we also understand mm -hmm. that it comes from our success is also indicative of, to the degree that we're willing to continually and perpetually invest within ourselves. So, I mean, high caliber people, you know, people who have un, a, a really good understanding of what it is to keep themselves abreast of the curve, whether we're talking economy, whether we're talking pandemic, whether we're talking about whatever, all the perceived perceivable things that could be working against us, but it's how we change our mindset accordingly. So, you know, how do age, how do companies like C-Suite who yes, have a multitude of businesses, but knowing that there is uh, for any business owner, you know, there is price caps, there's there's all kinds of things in terms of buying into a membership. And yes, you pointed out, and I can attest to this personally, you give back a lot. C-suite gives back a lot, right? There's a lot of reciprocal reciprocity type energy and givings and offerings. Um, but for people who right now, no matter how empowered they are, no matter how much they're a visionary or a leader and walk their talk, but for people who, you know, are worried about the unknown, the uncertainty of the precarious times that we sit in, who don't want to part with cash, uh, who don't necessarily from wearing the hat of like a husband or a wife or a mother or a father or even a single parent thinks that that's the priority. Like, how do you work around those challenges? I think, and, and this, you know, is, is absolutely critical is you need to be weighing out what your, what your strategic goal is and then where you are in terms of the financials of the business model of what you're wanting to do. And so, you know, the, the not spending money that could, that can be the worst thing for you to, yes. you know, so it's really about calculated risk. And, and again, when you come back to who you trust most, so it, you know, depending on the size of your business, it really needs to be about empowering people to make great decisions in an organization like ours, where we have a fairly decent sized staff, right? Mm -hmm. um, I need to trust my leaders 
to be making decisions in a way that aligns with how I in and our strategies to achieve success. So I need to be transparent in sharing what, what those criteria are, and I need metrics to be measuring so that I'm continually learning. And I think you know sometimes we get caught up in the emotion where we might spend too much, we might spend too little, we might not spend on the right things. And I think at the end of the day, the way that I position it with the team is we are in a scenario where we have completely changed our entire business model since mm -hmm. March 13th. So for us, we are now fully committed to fast growth. There is no question. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, there's, there's no slowing it down. We are committed to fast growth. So what that means is, and, and I shared just very simple hand gestures. If I could show them to you now, I would, Lisa. But, but if everyone <laughs> can imagine, I've got two hands going on a direct diagonal up. And, and, you know, when you do simple things like this to align the team to understand what are we actually doing, we're, we're on a fast growth trajectory. That means we need to learn quickly. We need to pilot things as quickly as possible. We need to keep the good. We need to drop the bad. In the middle, what's holding us on that continual upward trajectory is the infrastructure that we're filling in to hold what we've learned, what we're developing, and what we want to keep and let the rest go. And so there's a constant dialogue and process as we continue up that you know high growth uh, trajectory. And so those are the kinds of things where you wanna be really clear, what is your strategy? What are you trying to achieve? What are the metrics you're gonna use to measure success and decide where to invest, not just money, but resourcing and time. And time is the real, um, you know, that is the worst. Time is the worst scenario. Yeah. People think it's money. It's not money. It's no. actually time. That's the, the biggest challenge to business success. And so um, you need to be really clear. Either you're making those decisions and it's in your, your very small organization. As you get bigger, you certainly need to be relying on your leaders and then your leadership through the entire uh, layers of the organization to be making decisions in such a way that you're aligned on what metrics matter and um, and where you're going to go in terms of the judgment calls of allocating the the resourcing and uh, money and time. Fantastic. So let's let's just quickly talk about the trajectory then in terms of admits COVID times and and the uncertainty being in a second wave, things of that nature. Um, I mean, see, not unlike anybody else who's in business who wants to not just sustain business, but you want to grow business to whatever degree you can accelerate. Um, so is the mindset less about simultaneously juggling both the short-term business model planning and how that's had to be reconfigured in conjunction with long-term planning? I mean, how much is put into energetically, time-wise, resource-wise, do you think, not just necessarily speaking or referencing C-suite specifically, but in general, in terms of the whole business collective global mindset, uh, are people having to put more resourcing into the short-term recalibration of how to pivot, knowing that whatever energies you expend on long-term might be for naught anyway, because nobody can predict where we're going? I think uh, there's just no getting away from great leadership means you are juggling both, period. The, yeah. in the intensity is greater when everybody is going through the same challenges. And interestingly enough, growth or decline are equally challenging. 
And uh, so when you have fast growth, that's frequently when businesses falter. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're declining, obviously, <laughs> with, yeah. without, without uh, you know, that obviously those are challenges. Um, so I think great leadership is about how you balance both. And that's why, and um, this is something that I just cannot emphasize enough. I expect, and the great leadership that I see um, you know, in, in I, I lead the hero club, as you mentioned, all CEOs, founders, investors that put their people ahead of profits. And of course, they are the most profitable companies. Um, what you see is when you are expecting from your team, everybody on the team, uh, I don't care how junior to how senior, um, when you're expecting every single one of them to step up and lead and support then uh, then you're you're maximizing what you can do as the the, the ultimate leaders um, uh, in terms of the short term game and the long term game for for us specifically in the C-suite network at six weeks, uh, we wrote rewrote the strat plan. Um, that's how quickly things changed. And mm -hmm. I would say right now, those companies that really came out and we're driving and thriving and making changes and moving fast immediately, the exponential benefit of that we're seeing by weeks and months and years now. So, you know, for us specifically in the C-suite network model, we were already fully adjusted by uh, six weeks rewriting our strat plan. I would say that we're at least three to five years ahead of where we would have been had COVID not happened. Wow, that's impressive. We, yeah, it, it, it is. And, and, you know, we have a great team. I've, the last couple of weeks, I've taken some deep breaths because uh, there has been no slowdown, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and just really reflected on what a great team manages to achieve through challenge, real challenge. And, you know, we went from one digital event a year, a year or sorry, a month, I should say, to now we'll host over 300 events this year digitally. Holy. Wow. Yes. I mean, we've completely revamped our entire website, all of our offerings. It's we've never had more new members uh, join than we have over the last eight months. Uh, the most successful event we've ever hosted uh, is a digital event. And um, and that's something we would never have done otherwise. And we spent millions. You've been to our in-person events. They're yes. incredible, right? They are. They, <laughs> uh, are. they truly are. And that's how I got to meet you, Lisa. And 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 I I cannot wait till we can do that again too. But we will never uh, let go of what we're doing virtually now. It's tremendous. Um, the connectivity, the authenticity of the the little screen that we have now, has really been a, a unique value prop for us. And um and and that's that is truly where we're coming from. It is about how we connect with great people who happen to be. Um, you know, on a mission to deliver great businesses that have great impact. And so um, this this time has just been tremendous for us in in building an offering that uh, no no matter when COVID ends and when we can get back to in-person meetings as well, uh, it has moved us ahead, as I said, exponentially. Super. Super impressive and congratulations because that's a group effort, but I mean, particularly your leadership and for who you manage and how many you manage. Good job, Trish. I mean, super, like really. Um, but let me ask you this, and it wouldn't be just necessarily specific to the C-suite, but a lot of businesses have, have had to make that um, 
calculated strategic move from doing and hosting in-person events. And that, that brings about a different kind of experience. I mean, you can never really fully get away from what it means to connect with people, hug people, uh, really pick up on the nuance and the energy in a room. Um, and the fact that business owners now have had to transmute that and transcend that over to Zoom and, and the like, you know, for the price differentials that may or may not have adjusted accordingly to Zoom meetings and memberships and people signing on, how does then one reverse course when COVID lifts and people try to go, business owners try to go back to having that in-person experience, but then people, of course, would have to pay for a flight and people would have to pay for hotel accommodations. Some people would now look at this and go, okay, well, this has taught me a lot about budgeting. This has taught me a lot about a whole bunch of things. So as a business owner, how do you reverse course on things where you might be more profitable? I think there, so in terms of our models now and what we're learning, it, it would have taken us so much longer to get to where we are. So what we're looking at and what I truly believe will be more the norm is hybrid scenarios. So you have, you know, a core, a smaller group that are doing the in-person portion and you're incorporating in the larger grouping for the, um, for the digital version or the digital opening up of that event. And I think, uh, it's going to help us move a lot faster. And ironically, Lisa, you know, I am a big hugger and I, yes, you are. <laughs> I, 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 I love to be, you know, with all, all of the people I care about all across North America, um, and, and around the world. And so that is a challenge. Having said that, we now know that we can digitally connect in a really meaningful way. I have people that I would consider part of my family now <laughs> that Beautiful. I've never met digitally. Um, so I, I think, you know, what we're going to be doing is it, those times that we get to be together in person, they are going to be maybe a little more um, appreciated, at least for at least for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, but I think there will be um, such great advancements in the technology we're using, the the real connectivity. You know, the, we don't have the show, uh, you know, the, the 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 showiness of events that aren't real. You know, where where um, uh, and Lisa, you know, there there are lots of these kinds of events where you go. There's a big show, and and it's an emotional pull, and it's all these things, but it isn't real in terms of you know actually having a benefit when you walk away, a real True. benefit, a tangible. True. Benefit, you know. Yep. Um. And there isn't the authenticity there. And I think, you know, executives, uh, there's there's a real challenge for us in showing our vulnerability in really needing the support that we need to succeed. And and that is the world we live in. And um, and the authenticity with which we do it uh, in the C-suite network and the Hero Club is about, look, we understand. We we live your life. <laughs> and and we want to create a space where where you're coming from, what your intention is matters and you can take the armor off at the door and the ego and yes. be real and learn and grow and build faster you know um so i think i think that we are going to definitely have the the much smarter use of our time digitally and then i also think the quality of time when we get to be together will be um certainly appreciated more from from how that time is spent um, and then we get to have it together and then, and then we'll reach a new normal, whatever that is. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said that. 
Um, but so let's talk a little bit about, because although, as I mentioned uh, previously, there are a lot of people who tune into this show who know about the C-suite, if not already a part of the C-suite, but I, I don't like to you know, presume that anybody knows anything uh, when they tune in. So for people who are looking for a little bit more specific information about the C-suite, the variety of services in which it offers, what currently is going on and how people can connect, what can you tell and provide the listeners, Tricia? I think if you're an executive, a VP or above, a business owner, an investor, uh, the C-suite network is truly a platform where our whole mission is just to help you accelerate your success. So I, I, if you want to come into a community where whatever your expertise is, whether you're a community leader, an influencer, a business owner, as I said, an influencer, um, you come in, we wanna respect and really um, elevate your leadership in the space that you own. And, and at the same time, have that platform there to you know, uh, be sure shoulder to shoulder with you for the things that make you inefficient as a business leader or make your business model inefficient, um, come into the C-suite network, lead with us. And um, and we do that in so many ways. As you know, Lisa, you're one of our tremendous leaders on the radio side of our business, our podcast uh, business, which is uh, grown. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And and it's, it's so exciting to see the growth in this space. And I know you've been on board with us since day one. Um, and, uh, and now we're seeing numbers, you know, our downloads are up for an over 430% uh, year over year. And certainly our shows are increasing every day. So very excited about that. I, I don't know if you heard um, Megaphone was just acquired by Spotify. Yes, I yes. did. I did. Jeffrey sent me an email yesterday. I have yet to respond, but it was like, oh my God, that's amazing. It is amazing. And it's very exciting for our uh, business, our business build, and certainly how we're investing in the growth of our uh, podcast business. Um, and then, of course, we have our events, we have our services and benefits. Um, we're launching our marketplace. And so that has always been part of our vision, but we're excited to be moving forward again on that much uh, faster than we initially had planned, um, where, you know, as executives, we can go in and buy from the most trusted executives in, in the market. And um, so just lots of great pieces to get involved in, lead in, and be part of the community. So um, I, I, I invite anyone where this rings true uh, for them to come in. And if, they're, and if you're already, if you're listening and you're already part of C-Suite, let's go. Yes. <laughs> what are you passionate about? Uh, we're, we're just always moving forward in, in every possible way. And, and with great people, you really can't lose. No, very true. Very true. Well, a couple things. So I want to get back to what is the status of your book? Is that had to kind of be shelved right now because of current times and, and C-suite having to pivot accordingly or, or what's going on with your book? I'd love to hear more. So I did completely shelve it. And, um, and I am again, grateful for a great team who has said, Trisha, okay, now we need that out because we need people <laughs> to understand <laughs> what our leadership is about and um, and and why um, these uh, this type of leadership, this approach to 
really bringing people out in terms of the best of the best they have to offer to the mission um, is so critical. And, you know, especially in times like this, it rings true. Again, I think we just come back to the basic principles being that much more important. The appreciation we have for our teammates shoulder to shoulder you can be you can be a boss if no one's behind you it makes no difference you know your boss ain't nothing <laughs> yeah um, I, I i do not like that word I, I i love working with teams of successful people who are leading and supporting and bringing the best of what they have to bring to the table and so um, my team is really pushing me right now and i am so grateful for that um and uh and so now it's going to be published in uh january fantastic and, mm -hmm, i'm working with mitchell levy another one of our radio yes partners. i love Mitchell. Uh, lee smith is uh c lee smith is uh, also a podcaster in c-suite he's the one who came up with the idea of the empathetic leader and um and uh you know when you hear an idea and at first you think hmm and then you just it more and more it just fits mm -hmm. so perfectly that you can't think of anything else and that's sort of what happened with that so it takes a community <laughs> yeah. um and especially in my case I am really focused on how I um, move the business forward and really facilitate the best of the best in our team being able to deliver um, and supporting every single uh, person within our organization, including our chairman, Jeffrey Hazlett. And, um, and so, uh, you know, that, that for me, I, I really did completely shelve it. And now, um, now uh, it'll be, it'll be resurrected. Yep. 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 <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I, I think for the times that we sit in and we talk about vulnerability being a big key component towards, you know, inclusive of, of real leadership and what that uh, ties to in terms of the partnership and the mission and everything that's related to C-suite specifically, I don't think there could be a better title for your book. And I think it says a lot about you. I think it says a lot about your core values before people even turn the page and crack it open. Um, because when I hear the word empath, empathy, as it ties back to and how it correlates with leadership, that's the kind of leader I wanna know. That's the kind of leader whose team that I wanna be on because then I know you see me, then I know you hear me, then I know you resonate with me and vice versa. And that, once you've got acquired all those skills and, and that kind of uh, core relationship, that's what instills confidence. That's what instills buy-in and trust and, and ultimately longevity. And so it's like you say, you know, I don't like the term boss. My team keeps me accountable, keep me going, you know, like it's, it's a vice versa type relationship. So I just want to say, I absolutely think that that title for current times, and I think it's going to be timeless, regardless of whether we get on the other side of COVID or what else takes its place in the future. Um, I think that's a winner title. Thank you so much, Lisa. You know, at first I had to think about it because I think sometimes if you demonstrate that you care about people, you know, if yes. you're, you know, you use the word empath and then, and then I think sometimes what happens is people think, oh, well, that's nothing to do with the financial success. And for me, it couldn't possibly be better connected because the best Absolutely. thing. Yeah. The best thing I can do as a business leader is create success that creates more opportunity for great people so they can keep building with me, you know, with us. Mm -hmm. And um and and if and if 
you know, my, my goal in building businesses and, and, you know, I spent a great deal of my time in Canada and in the U S as a business leader. Um, my goal in building my teams over the years has always been, how do I accelerate the goal so that the fastest growth that I see in my team is, is respected by having a position they can step into because I'm growing fast enough that they can grow and step into that next role with me. And, and if not, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't possibly be more supportive, but that's always my goal is how do we grow fast enough that we keep that fastest growth um, uh, within if possible. And, um, and, and so, you know, you really do have that uh, vested interest and, um, and the alignment of the goals uh, all the way through. The other reason why I really like the title, because it's very symbolic and indicative of um, what I think is key to not only thriving, but sustainability in the business world. And that's soft skills, because if you're empathetic, you know, that means that you're plugged in. That means you're a good, effective listener. That means you're a good communicator. That means that you really have a pulse on other people's feelings, other people's problems, other people's needs, other people's challenges. And so when people, and, and that also ties back to what C-suite also stands for, particularly amidst precarious times, it's you do have to be vulnerable as a business owner because if you if you don't drop the mask, right? Pun intended. I know we're seeing everyone's got to yep. wear a, t a mask mandatorily, <laughs> but you know, but if you don't, if you don't, if you don't release the mask, then people won't know how to actually help you. Because if you're more concerned with the bravado image and maintaining that of, oh, everything's great. No, we're all, you know, everything's wonderful. And, 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 and not admitting to, you know, some of the deficiencies or some of the problems that haven't yet quite been resolved. You know, people need to know, you know, people are quite open and apt to be transparent about not just the bullseyes and, and the growth and the momentum and the trajectory, but it's also recognizing as human beings, which we all are, no matter what our business title, role or hat is, uh, we're all human beings. We don't know it all and we're going to fumble our way through things and, and failure is just as important as success. But if, if you're not willing to go on record as acknowledging at the core being of being a human being slash entrepreneur slash business that your challenges are also my challenges but they might play out differently and they might look different uh but they do in fact exist i mean this is again going back to why i think your book is going to do extremely well thank you very much lisa you know i'm i'm excited about that voice being there and the opportunity to say um Great leadership is about being real. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, the subtitle, I have the word pathways in it. And it's a word that's not a very popular word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I actually really love it because I think there's a ton of nonsense out there about leadership. As if there's only one leadership style. You know, a leader is an extrovert. That's not true. That is true. not true. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. What's missed in all of that sort of mythology of, you know, the leader conqueror that's in, immalleable and, in, in, and basically untouchable is the fact that one person alone can't win anything, you know, and, and I'm, I've, I'm just completely uh, disagree with the notion that you can have one star. I want every single person on my team dedicated to the mission and understanding they are the leader. They are the leader. Oh. 
you know, and, and they are the star. Everybody has to be the star of what they do. And the opportunity is tremendous to step up, own who they are and get there faster in terms of what they're able to do in their own leadership style and their own um, uh, skill sets, uh, their own experience communities that they are bringing to the table. And, um, and that's what really matters. So the idea that there's one type of leadership that wins or there's one type of um, anything. No, it's about how you bring together the best team. And that's why diversity is so critical. That's, yes. that's, that's the value in diversity is how you bring the absolute best out of all of that differentiation that's brought to the table and create a winning team aligned on that mission. And um, so pathways is an odd word that I am in love with right now uh, because it, it's not about being the smartest person. It's not about being the star. It's about how you bring a team together aligned on a mission. And I will, I will bet on that team over any star <laughs> any Brilliant. day of the week, you know. Well, let me just share with you, again, no coincidences. I don't believe in coincidences, only, uh, you know, co-creation and, and uh, synergies aligning. But I used to, once upon a time, for what I used to do in my previous vocation, I was a manager of many group homes, foster homes, and uh, one of which was called Pathways. And I thought it was a brilliant name to call that house because, you know, it implies and has nuance for so many things that are, in, that are indicative of growth you know, internally and, and everyone's walking a journey and you, you know, you're here to walk people home. You're here to walk people, you know, and, and, and become that star because a lot of people it's too close to home. You know, they might have a lot of strengths, but they don't necessarily know which ones might be more advantageous for them in which to tap into and to extrapolate and unearth and bring to the surface a little bit more so that they can star or shine as the star for who they really are. And that's what I love about C-Suite because C-Suite has a real pulse on knowing who plays what role or or who shines in what area because you know you can show, shine in a in a multitude of different ways but in terms of really extracting the best of the best and and making sure people are using their time effectively i think c suite's very strong when it comes to that so kind of like a segue there back to pathways i think it's brilliant i think it only implies anything that you would want to in terms of navigating the process Yes, absolutely. And I think also, and this is a word, there are a couple words that I'm just really in love with. Um, one is grace. And I just mm -hmm. absolutely love what that word stands for. Mm -hmm. And then also honor, you know, yes. honoring, honoring someone for their, for who they are, what they bring. And I think, you know, when we look at pathways, the idea that there is one is ludicrous, but we use that judgment of ourselves. And in fact, you know, if we can if we can create a scenario, a culture, an environment where people embrace what's different about themselves and understand the value that brings as opposed to self-monitoring, self-deprecating, self, you know, beating, you know, we, you know, we beat ourselves up over the things that are ridiculous. I want to know what's different and I want to play to that as much as humanly possible. And, um, and to me, that's where you start to see just unbelievable leapfrogs forward. And, and that's the other thing is, you know, if you're, if you're going to see exponential growth, you need to see exponential leapfrogging 
of your people within your organization. And if they're not leapfrogging, if they're not taking on new responsibilities, if they're not stepping up into their greatest leadership, you will not see that. It's impossible. And you start more people in, they're only going to hold each other back further. So you've, you've got to, in, in my opinion, you just absolutely have to be looking to how you can pull that best piece out and um and and every single one is a different path every single one and the other thing i think lisa is people do um end up in this space where one way or another they're afraid of making a mistake mm -hmm. I, I did an interview last week and i shared uh i shared a failure and it was like oh my goodness you just shared a failure like wow and I think my goodness <laughs> did you hear what that led to you know <laughs> right. um, and it's brilliant. So, you know right one step forward is one step forward and if that means oh man that that suck there's no other way for there's no other word for it if we're being real it didn't work it was a failure having said that if we didn't do that as fast as we do we did we wouldn't have learned the next step to get us to the best thing we ever did so so you know we need to really be thinking to not oh you know don't don't take a step you might fail get to that step fast you know it and it, fail faster but you know and and it's and it's succeed faster and yes that, you know your toes are going to get stepped on you're going to trip you're going to they're, they're going to be all kinds of like well you know <laughs> but the faster you can get through that, the better. And in, in anyone who's listening, if you're a manager, you're an owner, you're an investor, you know, set unrealistic timelines. You know, uh, Jeffrey speaks about, you know, creating tension. It creates tension when you know you don't have enough time to really make something the perfect thing, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's the example it gave uh, last week is, you know, I said to the team, look, our whole business model has changed. We have to figure this out. Let's host a meeting in two nights. You know, yeah. I mean, what can you do in two nights? But but we did it, and 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 it and it sucked. You know, it really did. <laughs> however, yeah. However, you know, Lisa, I could yeah. have waited a month. It's it would have been maybe ten percent better, um, and I would have lost another another three and a half weeks. Yes. Of success because what happened was two nights later we hosted that thing it sucked the two people we had on still haven't joined <laughs> but the next week we were able to launch the most success successful event we have ever had in our whole company history for bringing in new members and serving our members and so you know if if we hadn't done that who knows we might have gotten distracted we might not have succeeded I, I don't know what would have happened but I do know we could never have gotten as quickly to where we did get if we hadn't done that and we do it over and over again and I'm and I'm grateful to my team because I can say, remember how that felt? It sucked. I understand that. But look what happened next. So let's go. You know, Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and, you know, you're learning along the way. So you're, you know, when we're doing anything remotely related to what we did with that, our chances of success are so much higher because now we know a lot more. Right. We've learned a lot. But um, but there are going to be other areas where it just feels like you're literally walking straight into a wall. OK, that didn't feel so good. <laughs> But now we know that, and this yes. forward from there. And as long as, and this is where where it's really critical, as long as it doesn't cost our customers, our team, our our people, as long as we're not making mistakes at the expense of our people, correct? Then then great, can't move mm -hmm. fast enough. 
if we are making a mistake that in, in it could possibly impact our people, then we need to overcompensate to fix that. And, and that's what you do. That's what you do. But again, you're learning and you're growing and you're figuring out, oh, that didn't feel so good. <laughs> um, so we are not going to do something like that again. We're going to do something else. We're smarter now. Mm hmm. Well, it gr growth is a very painful process, right? Like it, it truly is. I mean, and it takes a lot of courage to step into it, knowing that it, you're going to get uncomfortable, but that's where the growth is. That's where the learning lesson is. You know, when you learn better, you do better and you apply it accordingly. But I just want to quickly touch upon something again, why I love pathways as your subtitle. And, you know, I don't know what your cover is going to look like, but the, the, the visual that I get for everything we've talked about as it pertains to your book, Trish, is, you know, Pathways is also like in the world of neurology, you talk about the neurons and trying to fire on all pistons. You know, I think firing on all pistons being a metaphor for, you know, the pathway, which gets you or gets the leader towards being more empathic. I think I love how that all plays. And I just see like a picture of, of the brain on your book. <laughs> I love that. Well, and also the pathways, uh, the, the team is like a, a neural pathway too. Yes. Um, that's really interesting, Lisa. I love that. Um, yeah. And that that is what it is, right? It's how we, how we gain intelligence and the ability to move faster with the best everybody has to offer. And you, and, and then, you know, whatever, and this is another thing, Lisa, who cares that you're terrible at something? You know, when when I'm hiring people, I want to know that you're a grown up, that you understand you're not great at everything, right? Absolutely. Um, and and what you're not great at, for goodness sake, leave it to somebody else that does that, right? <laughs> oh, I do. I outsource so much; it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, there's an opportunity to beat ourselves up that we're, you know, we're not good at something. I could care less. You know, that's not <laughs> that's not yes. what I'm bringing somebody on team. You know, I'm bringing somebody on team because they're great at this, and that's been a lot of the work that we've been doing over the last few months. Is really. Um, aligning things on efficient processes. So, you know, why do we have one group doing this when I have another group that that's what they do and they're exactly, amazing, you know, <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, let me just ask you this then, Trish, because I'm being cognizant of time and I want to give you another opportunity to let the listeners and the podcast subscribers know where they can find you, how they can find you, uh, you know, to have a consult and to find out more about memberships, etc. Um, but living fearlessly means something quite uniquely different to everybody in the way that the world has changed in the way that leadership has had to change accordingly for those who you know dare step into that challenge what does living fearlessly mean for you i think if i were to say living fearlessly means to me living authentically mm -hmm. and and i would say with that when you're putting yourself in the position of serving. Yes. It makes it so much easier to let go of the things that might hold you back, that might scare you. And, and I think that's something that in our leadership that it's, it's astounding how much uh, we can be held back. You know, the, the, the fear of failure, the fear that people won't see us the way we want them to see us. Um, that, uh, that somehow, uh, you know, we won't be, um, uh, we'll, we'll be, you know, revealed in a negative way or something along those lines. And, um, and, and you know, the, the fear of giving speeches, fear of uh, making a controversial decision, you know, all mm -hmm. of those types of things. 
if you really align on the mission of what you're trying to achieve, you can live who you are authentically. And, and again, the pathways, it, it takes all of us and we are all capable of great leadership. I truly believe that. And then think about it in terms of how you're serving and how that's needed. And then, and that makes it a lot easier to let, let the other nonsense go. Absolutely. Well, you know, I once upon a time, uh, one of my C-suite brothers, again, we, you talked about him in the course of this interview, Mitchell Levy, we co-hosted a legacy series and we had interviewed Jeffrey. Jeffrey was the first person out of the gate, out of the stellar roster of people who we had interviewed. And we, we talked about what does legacy mean to you? I would like to know what does legacy mean to you? What would you like to be most remembered for or by Trish? My goodness. Um, so my legacy, I, I want uh, my example to simply be one that helps people make decisions that are uh, right for them. And, and Lisa, I know you're a mom as well. I have, I have yes. two daughters, uh, they're nine and 15. And um, I got my, 15-year-old's attention. I, I'd come back from New York. I'd done a, a radio, a longer radio interview while I was there. And, you know, teenagers, they, sometimes they want to pay attention to you. Sometimes they don't. You know? Yes. <laughs> and I said, well, I was asked a question about you. And then that perked her attention. She wanted to know exactly what happened on of this course. radio interview. And, um, and the question was, uh, what did I want my daughters to take away from my experience? And I think- Beautiful. You know, all I could think of is I do not want them living their lives for me. I want mm -hmm. them seeing from my example that you align on something where you know you can create value and you can make a difference, make a difference. And um, and whatever that is for you, wonderful. Do not wait for somebody else's permission. Um, really go after what what that is for you and where you know you can make a difference and with the people that you want to make that difference with and um and i think you know in business and in life we have so much around us uh that that pushes towards you should why didn't you you know all those kinds mm -hmm. of and then also i was just updated recently <laughs> by one of my my one younger teammates who said you know it's not helicopter parenting it's now one parenting have you heard this lisa what's it called lawnmower parenting oh my god it's it's literally carving out the pathway ahead of them not just hovering over but but now carving it out ahead and so yeah if i if i were to leave a legacy it would be that i really want people to give themselves the the the, the grace the the um uh, the opportunity honor. yeah the honor uh you know and the opportunity to go for it, make a difference with what you're doing, and don't be don't be afraid to be who you are in doing that. And um, and 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 don't seek others' permission to do that. Um, and and don't be taken off course uh, because of how somebody else might judge that. And um, so bingo. So yeah, bingo. Well, I think anybody who knows you, Trish, um, because I've certainly gleaned this from you almost instantaneously. 
is, you know, you're the type of leader where it's all about empowering other people to empower themselves. So going back to that interview and the host having asked you that specific question as it pertains to your daughters, which I think is brilliant, that kind of questioning. Um, it makes it more specific, which makes your answer more definitive. And so I think for anybody who knows you, knows because you you embody that. Like, I, you know, I, it's like Byron Katie says, I want for you what you want for you. I'm not here to, right? Like, I'm not here to declare or be the end all be all for knowing just because what might be good for me is is exactly what you should replicate or, or mimic or mock or whatever the case may be. So I think for anybody who understands you, uh, knows you, has had the the honor and the grace of being able to experience you, would know what a beautiful legacy you're already doing on a day in, day out basis, so much so that it will be your legacy because you are all about empowering other people to empower themselves. And I just want to say, uh, I personally am very enamored by you. I have nothing but immense respect for you. You're always welcome to come back on the show, particularly for the timing in which it would be more advantageous in which to plug your book. I'd love to give you that opportunity on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. But I just want to say, I think you're a delight. And I just want to say thank you for all the ways that you have grown me both personally and professionally. Uh, I don't always say a lot behind the scenes because I'm so inundated and encumbered, but I pay attention to what people do. And I see what you do in ways that are different from other people that make you stand out. And I just want to say thank you. I think you're a wonderful human being. I think you're a phenomenal savvy businesswoman. Um, and I appreciate you. I truly do. Thank you so much, Lisa. I am uh, absolutely in awe of you the same way. And, uh, and, and it's so wonderful. And, and thank you for the opportunity that we get to connect this way. And I know we're connecting on some other things as well that yes. I'm very excited about. Um, but, uh, but, I, but I'm truly grateful and, um, and, and so excited about all that we're doing together. Um, and, uh, and if I can have even a little bit of what you just said, I would be thrilled. So <laughs> thank you. Oh, very much. well, don't shortchange yourself because it's all there. I, you know, you, you owe yourself the kudos for that. So own it, sister. <laughs> Anyways, I, uh, again, you're welcome to come back on the show. I thank you for the generous gift of your time and for all the words of wisdom that you generously imparted to myself, the listening audience and the podcast subscribers to the listening audience. I want to thank you too, uh, as well for the gift of your time for tuning into myself and Trisha Ben highly encourage you to reach out to her, uh, wealth of information, you know, just a spitfire. I also want to make it very emphatically clear that I know and very clear on my purpose, which is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. So in the interim, until we're joined by yet another phenomenal guest next Friday, please take care of yourself. Love and gratitude to all of you and to you as well, Trish. All my best. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. 
CBSRadio.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.